0: That question has been already answered. Ingenuity answered that question quite well (laughs) because it has exceeded any expectation so far.
1: This is Have We Gone to Mars Yet? A podcast about all the things that need to be sorted before we can put a person on the surface of Mars. And today we dig into something really fascinating... Mining in space.
2: And mining on Earth. Because a lot of the technology we will need on our future mining missions to Mars are already in use, deep in the mountains of northern Sweden.
1: We went to Kiruna and met up with Nikos Petropoulos, research engineer at LKAB, to talk about robots and drones and how they can be used to explore and excavate around the universe. My name is Susanna Levenhaupt. My name is Marcus Pettersson. And this is Have We Gone to Mars Yet?
2: You've probably seen that cute dog-looking robot from Boston Dynamics on clips circulating on the internet. It's called Spot, and it's not just cute and fun to look at, but also incredibly useful.
1: These robots can be programmed to perform different tasks in areas that are difficult for humans to reach. No wonder the mining company LKAB decided to offer a spot to come work for them.
2: So a while back Nikos Patropoulos got a new favorite colleague. But Nikos, tell us how it all started.
0: Two years ago, we decided to test the, at that time, newly come out in the market uh, quadruple robot by Boston Dynamics, so-called SPOT. Since uh, that time, uh, LKB has uh, bought three of these robots, which uh, two of them are working uh, in the mine right now. And uh, one robot is uh, used by the researchers for uh, further development to customize it uh, so it fits exactly our needs and tailor uh, the missions that we design for the mines. What is it they do? Uh, Inspection missions. Where uh, either they are doing uh, patrolling, where they investigate uh, areas of the mine, either that nobody is allowed to access due to safety reasons, or uh, regular inspections uh, to to check the rock mass stability, the quality of the air, uh, if everything is in place, so to say because we are talking about an underground operation and uh, there are way too many variables that and uh, things that can go wrong the investigation how does it do it two ways either the operator will uh, remotely control the robot and uh, go to the area in question and take measurements or the robot uh, has been programmed in advance to go to that area take measurements and uh, go back home so called where it will upload the data on the server for the engineers and technicians to evaluate a situation. It's an RGB video. Uh, there might be a, cam- a thermal camera on it where we check uh, differences in temperatures and so on. Uh, we have a LiDAR scanner. LiDAR is a device that could create, will give us a scan of an area by means of a point cloud. And uh, also we have installed uh, uh, gas sensors on the robot, where we can uh, make a heat map so-called of the area to investigate if we have uh, gas pockets along its uh, path. So you always send a robot in first before you send people? In areas that uh, are uh, relatively unsafe to access, yes. You said you scan.
2: Is it like... How does it work? Is it like 3D scanning of the tunnel, how, how it
0: looks? Exactly. exactly. Imagine that is a rotating uh, beam of laser that continuously measures a uh, distance between the robot and the wall. And it, it gathers all these, uh, point, all these points. And uh, based on all these points, it creates so-called point cloud. Uh, imagine that building here or that room here, and we have a scanner. We will not see uh, the surface but we will see a sum of dots all around us, which, uh, cumulatively, will give us the topography, let's say, of the room. If Spot stops and uh, the robot understands that I cannot go further in, it can deploy a drone where the drone will will have its own autonomy to further explore an area and collect data and send back to Spot, that in that case Spot is used as a hub. And Spot trans- uh, uploads the data to the server. That how the drone to come back and land, that's a very tricky part. <laughs> <laughs> OK. But does it work? It Did
2: works. It, it works. Yeah, OK. Yes. So, but so it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not,
0: uh, yeah. I would say it is, not, it is possible. Hard or not, that's a different story. <laughs> but it is possible. And uh, this technology can be further used uh, on uh, extraterrestrial objects, asteroids, uh, Mars, and so on.
1: What are the differences between building a robot for mining on Earth uh, and uh, building a robot for mining on an asteroid or on another planet?
0: Well, I would say there is not so much difference. As long as a robot is uh, not uh, oxygen dependent, where our robots are not, because they are battery driven, then uh, the problems are similar as we have on Earth, where to reach uh, 100% autonomy. That's the biggest biggest, uh, challenge. Because here on Earth, yes, if the robot fails, we can somehow recover it. Uh, Up on uh, Mars or another uh, asteroid, we have lost the system. The system will not be easily, I would say, recoverable. If it's an asteroid, most likely we have lost it. But uh, we are working towards uh, this uh, process to make uh, the mines here on Earth much, much safer. That means less people in the production. And uh, this technology will be used to implement it on a different uh, planet or asteroid. For how long can it work on its own? How far can it go? Spot, with its current battery, uh, it can run for uh, 90 minutes, one hour and 30 minutes. Uh, And with its uh, specs velocity, it can walk maximum four kilometers. When we say four kilometers, these are ideal numbers. And technically speaking, you can have multiple charging stations along its path then Spot can walk for four kilometers or three, let's say, to be on the safe side. Spot can go, charge its battery and continue further on. The same principle can be applied on uh, on Mars because, as I said, the only restriction there is uh, the oxygen, nothing else. Spot and uh, the, the, the robots, based on their onboard vision systems, and I would say... Uh, see, in quotes, of course, and understand its uh, surrounding environment. And then it can somehow protect itself with all the avoidance, uh, collision avoidance systems and all these AI uh, algorithms that are running on a board. You can both uh,
2: use Spot uh, to go around in the mines and scan it. And also you talked about that you can use uh, drones. So we're talking on Mars, maybe almost like in, uh, in Prometheus, where you have like flying drones in
0: the, in the tunnels. Uh, actually, that's a reality today. In uh, our minds, in LKB mines, we are using uh, drones to scan areas. We are, we are using drones to investigate areas. Then we just combine two existing technologies. Of course, drone is um, further more developed compared to uh, walking robots. But uh, at some point, these two technologies will merge and will go together. Then, yes, we can implement such a technologies there and it will look like a Prometheus <laughs> concept. How big uh, of a system could you scan? Uh, t- today, with the so-called LiDAR systems, uh, the radius is 100 meters. That means the, 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 the length that we can measure is uh, 100 meters uh, around the scanner in that case. Then we have quite good potential to scan almost any cavity, relatively uh, in relative size, of course, cavity that we can uh, have. It's the same as uh, in the mines today. Uh,
2: Because now we have a flying helicopter on Mars, so would it work there?
0: I think it's uh, that question has been already answered. Ingenuity answered that question quite well (laughs) because it has exceeded uh, any expectation so far with its uh, flying time, flying distance, and also the number of missions. But uh, yeah, of course, that system will uh, work. Underground, we might need to pump some air in the mine to have some circulation because we know that uh, Mars has a very thin atmosphere. That means our uh, drones have to be slightly more uh, powerful to work there because the RPM, the rotations of the propellers needs to be much, much higher compared to normal drones that we have uh, here on Earth.
1: Will we use these drones and robots uh, for exploration missions only, or will they uh, do other things as well?
0: The thing is, uh, we cannot have uh, a universal robot, a robot that will do everything. Then we will have a specific, uh, we will design robots that are for inspection, Exploration. We will, de- we will uh, design uh, robotic systems that are for excavations, for digging, and so on. Uh, even today, all the semi autonomous uh, loaders, uh, trucks, and so on are specifically designed for loading, for uh, transportation purposes, for all these things. We cannot have one for everything. But we do
2: have today robots that can, or machines that can 3D print houses. Is it possible, do you think, to send an autonomous system in the future to to go there, not maybe one robot, but different robots together, to one that goes do the scanning, and one that do all the digging, and one that do the building, without people being present?
0: Yes, that is a very likely scenario. We are not there yet, but yes, uh, that's what I said before. You have a uh, certain uh, robots doing certain uh, tasks, put them in a process in a chain and then one uh, the output from one robot will be the input for the next uh, process. and then the robot that is for uh, excavation or checking the quality of regolith or checking the quality of the bedrock get excavating the, the rock the material break it into uh, manageable size particles, and then provide that material to the next robot that will make bricks or make the, 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 the raw material for building something. Then the next robot will go there for supporting and or uh, installing infrastructures and so on. Then it's a series of a process. Something similar it can happen also here uh, on Earth, <laughs> uh, where we have the machine that uh, can go a fully autonomous mining operation. We have a machine that will go and drill. Then when the machine is done with drilling, it will give uh, data about the quality of drilling to a charging machine. Then a robotic charging machine can go there, charge, uh, blast the tunnel, so to say. So we go ahead. Then the the next machine will come, take out the material, support the area, and then you start all over again. Then, yes, this is possible. This is uh, one of the visions uh, for uh, uh, mining uh, on Earth. But yeah, it's applicable on uh, asteroid mining and uh, ma- uh, mining on uh, Mars. So, will LKAB
1: be present on Mars doing all these?
0: Uh, things? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so.
2: <laughs> We've talked a lot about Mars now and Earth. But if we, if we move on to, to smaller places like asteroids, and then ask the question, why should we build a mine on an asteroid? What's the purpose?
0: On a relatively big uh, extraterrestrial object like Mars, an asteroid is, is much, much smaller. and uh, asteroids can be much, have much higher content of uh, different types of minerals, iron, most of them are uh, iron and so on. Then we, can, we have our uh, um, uh, mineralization, our deposit, so to say, in a more concentrated area. Also, asteroids uh, have uh, rare earth elements, (REs), which even they name define. these elements are rare on earth but are uh, in large amounts on uh, asteroids.
2: But even when the rockets and the, and the spaceships become better, and we go to an asteroid that have very rare minerals that we need, will it be worth it to take them down to Earth?
0: Yes and no. Because will you have an atmospheric entry and have the material in a spaceship? Or you will uh, send the material down to Earth like a comet? then it uh, depends. depends on what quantities on, or it will be easier to develop the product up in space and deliver the product down to earth. When you deliver a raw material, a large part of it is a waste material. Why shall we pay for that? Why shall we invest for something that we will dump it somewhere? Because it's no use.
1: So we will not only have mines in space, we will also have factories that make uh, chips and... Potentially, yes.
2: That interplanetary economy we've been talking about isn't so far away now. Mines and factories in space. Sci-fi as it may seem, it
1: might be closer than you think. I'm looking forward to that shift Instead of draining Earth completely to feed our needs, we can move those operations to areas where nobody is affected by the downsides. And I'm looking
2: forward to when a crew of spots is sent to Mars to explore and build and terraform and prepare our red neighbor for human visitors. But now we need to wrap it up for today. My name is Markus Pettersson.
1: My name is Susanna Levenhaupt. The music we play is composed by Armin Pendek. Have We Gone to Mars Yet? is produced at Beppo by Rundfunk Media in collaboration with Kapital. Read more about them and how you can get yourself involved at havewegontomarsyet.com.
0: Programm mit Jodes auf Rundfunkmedia.